This week on the Push Pullers podcast, we're finally going back to the gym. And what are the strongest combos? some clients down smash them yeah let's get back in the gym yeah let's go hey guys welcome to the push poor legs podcast with myself damik and me tom hall what was muted you were talking over my three two one i know i just as soon as you press record it says my microphone becomes unmuted and i'm like well yeah hopefully it wasn't muted when we're talking. <laughs> so it's just really weird but um but yeah anyway mate, that's probably the longest little intro you've ever done on that little bit yeah, I usually just make it like short and snappy to the point of what 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 evil we're going to talk about, or what's been going through my mind, or how to take the piss out of you, or how to take the piss yeah. out of the fitness industry. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, I've only done. Well, about more important, Tommy, are you going to apologise to everyone for the lack of uh, podcast? <laughs> the lack of show. Week. We actually did. Yeah, I think at the end of the show we did say that like, uh, see you next week. Yeah, great. And apparently, I forgot to tell Dan I was going on holiday. <laughs> I was sat there at half seven, like thinking like, oh, okay, here we go. Like, no worries. Got a podcast rushed through my day. And then Tom texted me and was like, oh, don't forget no podcast this week. I was like, I, what? I didn't know. I'm, I'm pretty sure I did tell Dan at some point in the last week, maybe that I was going away, but it was a kind of spur of the moment thing because obviously all the announcements got made about the gyms and contractually, I will not be allowed to take my holiday for about three months after the gym's open. So that leaves me not until like October, November time for me allowed being allowed to go away. Um, so it was a spur of the moment and realizing that, oh crap, this is probably the only time I can have a full week out. Um, I'm sure I can swindle it somehow during August, but it's just probably not with all the work for the PTC, but it would just be, yeah, it was just like, oh crap, let's go. Um, so yeah. It was more that, and then just whirlwind, and I forgot to tell you. <laughs> I mean, I could have just done one on my, on my own, but I mean, it would have got loaded. So. <laughs> it would have been sitting there until today. And be like, oh, okay, cool. But yeah, mate, I did go away. Um, not far away. We were looking at, like, diving over to France, but obviously with the stipulations and everything, we are just like, it's too much of a headache to do everything. So we are just like, we can't bother. There's, there's too many things that you kind of have to do or whatever. We were just like, fuck it. We'll just, we went up to the Lake District and I haven't been to the Lake District in years. So, since I was a little boy. Well, uh, is that true? No? Because yeah. didn't you do the three peak challenge and doesn't that? Oh uh, yeah, apart from that. <laughs> oh, apart from, I mean, apart from, all right, just lie, just lie then, just lie to yeah, we, we, we went up for Scarfell Park again, um, but in the daytime this time. So obviously when we, we climbed it, we climbed it about midnight, 1 a.m. Or we got down at about 2 a.m. when we did the three peaks challenge. But yeah, we climbed it during the daytime. Was it any better? No, the weather was terrible. Like gale force, wind, rain, that. miserable in the clouds. We kind of got lulled in because it was quite nice below the cloud. As soon as we got level, it was like, yeah, this isn't nice. <laughs> Turns out, obviously we know this from our GCC geography, don't we, Dan? That on one side of the mountains, it's normally okay. And as soon as you go one, the other side of the mountain, it's probably shit because the, the rain and the cloud hits the mountain and shit comes out. Um, yeah. And that's what was happening. Well done. <laughs> Very good work, mate. Thanks, mate. I remember that from my, uh, my geography. Um, but yeah, it was nice. We stayed in a, uh, 
a grade two listed farmhouse thing uh, that we rented on Airbnb, which is now like, we wanted to stay one more day. So I contacted the Airbnb people and they were like, oh yeah, it is booked up until like October now. Like, oh, brilliant. Okay, good. Uh, I guess we're not coming back here for a while. <laughs> yeah. It was super nice though. Like the, uh, it was obviously really old and all the electrics and stuff and had been retrofitted into the house. And if you know old houses and old stuff, it doesn't always go to plan. Like, so nearly, I'm pretty sure some of the lights were done on the theory of, you remember the old Christmas lights? If one bulb goes, so i'm pretty sure that happens for one of the like some of the lights so they all tripped out um and we're like brilliant um also chloe not really knowing old houses decided to turn the switch on and off several times which tends to in old houses trip the fuse so my parents have an old cottage and yeah that would trip the fuse box out so so but i was on the last night so it didn't really matter so i left a message saying fyi none of the lights work um (laughs) and only half your toaster works um, that wasn't us. That was already better. But I'm, I'm guessing it was empty for a long time. But yeah, I like the uh, the kitchen. I've got one in a kind of one in my flat, but like a, an, an island. I love an island in a kitchen. Yeah, it's the best thing. It's it was so big as well. No. In Arga as well. Love an Arga. Arga's yeah. good. Isn't it? Do and do enjoy it. If there, anybody doesn't know what an Arga does generally like heats the house so my parents have got one and it's still coal they haven't even had it converted to uh gas and that's what heats the whole house and it is also an oven um yeah that's interesting that one was gas in the house it's probably really bad for the environment isn't it oh what my parents one yeah yeah (laughs) coal and wood (laughs) vegans will be going mad all the vegans listening they'll be going mad they will be going mad apologies to all the yeah vegans um taking all that firewood and kindling and coal great i'm pretty sure we're the only people that get coal delivered they have like cold bu- little uh bunker things in front of the house crazy isn't it that is crazy I think so, how so. Does it, so they have to go do it manually then like keep it going yeah, you get like a like a, a coal thing uh, oh, a bucket and then you just put it in every now and again so then you have to like clear the ashes out and that's what heats the house throughout the year Oh fuck that! No chance. They, they have they have got like a boiler and everything to switch over. They can do an electric boiler as well, but they generally use that because it is nicer. Fuck that! Still <laughs> too. But anyway, ahead. what what was happening in your week off? What did I do? I had. Um, <laughs> have we spoke since the client photo shoot we had? Yeah, we had a client photo shoot. Oh, um, yeah, I saw some of that. I didn't see yeah. it. I saw some of it. Yeah. Yes, we had our client photo shoot, which went really, really well. So that was very good. Um, mostly no, lads, two girls. No corona? Well, yeah, obviously we had to think about what we were doing and stuff, but obviously it was all good um, from that point of view. Yeah, interestingly about corona, like it seems to have been really well contained with all the measures and stuff. Like I haven't heard of any, obviously like little small little local outbreaks and stuff, but yeah. on the whole, like it seems to be that I was worried. I thought at this point we start seeing, you know, people like because of all the... Um, yeah, I thought because of people going out and, and about and, and more people sort of, I suppose, you know, the things like the protests and some of the other mass gatherings at the beaches and stuff. I was like, oh, I was, you know, a bit panicked. But um, it's good to see that it seems to be somewhat under control. Um, so that was good. But, yeah, so we kind of all were there and, and we we're all sort of being smart. And obviously with photo shoots, it's kind of easy because you kind of the photographer's quite away away. You don't have to stand. No one else has to stand in the photo with you. So it was kind <laughs> of it's kind of all right, to be fair. Um, I thought Mike had a kind of thing for like touching everybody. 
Yeah, see, see, yeah, he just had to, like, obviously Mike's hands were, like, sanitised and he had, like, you know, he made sure he was all good and then everyone was like, oh, yeah, you can kind of do it if you want. But um, he didn't get as close, <laughs> he didn't get as up close and personal as I think he would have liked to. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's one of those things where I don't know if the gloves really helped. I don't think they, I think he likes the skin on skin, you know. That was yeah, like, that's, that sounds like him. Um, so, yeah, no, it was, it was all right. Like, yeah, obviously, it wasn't exactly the same experience. Like, we'd be lying if it was. But um, obviously, we didn't really go out in the night. We, you could go out. But again, it's not the same vibe as it was like before. It's just not. I haven't been out on a night um, with all the restrictions and stuff. But not that half people give a shit by the looks of it. But it is what it is. It's just. Um, <laughs> like I went and had my flipping beard done today, and obviously the guy's there and he's getting all close. But it's sort of you know everyone takes the precautions that they can. And I think with nursery as well, we sort of were talking. Me and Laura were talking earlier. It's more about like minimising the risk. It's not about eliminating it. It's about saying like doing as little as possible so it's like we can't both go in to pick up isabel even though we're yeah. both probably fine all sort of stuff it's like no but one person allowed in at one time it's just about minimizing risk it's not to say that you're not going to come into contact it's not to say that two lots of feet in there is going to be anything to one it's just about going well why bother if you only need one yeah, person yeah. kind of thing so um i i kind of get it and it makes it makes sense like i said that's where i think with the photo shoot stuff obviously it was like there was minimal amount of people there no partners were allowed, no extra people were allowed. It was like, you've just got to minimise the risk everywhere you go. Um, I think the gyms will find that, you know, soon. It's it's not going to be about, you know, th- there's any difference between having 55 or 80 people in the gym. It's about having as, f- as few as possible at any one time so that you can manage the risk as best you can. Like it's, um, and I suppose it, it, each person has their own sort of like level of risk they're willing to take. Like I probably won't go travelling for the rest of the year. I'm just not going to do it. Like, yeah. I don't like traveling the best of times, so like, well, I'm not gonna do it with all the like the like the effort that goes into it. But some people will, so it's like fine. It's, it's all them. Um, so yeah, it's been weird, hasn't it, going back into like public again? I suppose in the yeah, world or whatever. I mean, obviously we we were away and we did obviously go for some food and some drinks out and about. So we went to like a couple of pubs and and it seems like all the precautions were super good, like. Even like little local pubs up in, um, I don't know where we are, near Oldswater and um, like on the lake and stuff. And it was like precautions. They had like the plastic perspex between each like booth and yeah. stuff all the way through. All and the like a bit. We could barely understand the bartenders and the waiters like with the masks on. Yeah. Because obviously you're like, Ooh. I was like the amount of times I said, sorry, what? <laughs> like oh i just sound retarded and so i am listening but i can't work out what you say <laughs> and you've got this northwestern accent so i mean <laughs> that's hard enough chloe, as it is chloe had no hope um she was like what are they doing <laughs> um so yeah it was it was interesting to say the least but it felt like the the restaurants and the bars and obviously they're they're they need the people to come back in like us to go traveling and like to that's probably what they thrive on but all the people around in the northwestern areas I, aren't as concerned about it, I don't think, as London are. Um, <laughs> it didn't, I didn't spot anybody on the street. And we went to, like, Windermere. By the way, Windermere, bit chatty. Um, didn't really enjoy it, bit tacky. But, yeah, um, the lake's very nice. But that, that bit. <laughs> the rest of it, lovely. Wherever we went, um, Summit Bridge, Pea Bridge. Do you, know, do you know the lake district there you are? Absolutely not. You know, 
No. I wow, I don't know about Leaders Trick. <laughs> I thought you'd be well up there. Um, anyway, something bridge. It's at Oldswater, but the, the Windermere Lake's really nice, but yeah, it's a little bit odd. But everybody was just like, there was, I did not spot a face mask on the street, which I thought was quite strange. Whereas in London, like every other person's got one on. Um, yeah. But I don't know, it's, beca- it will be, it's become mandatory, is it now, that you have to wear one in a shop? Or is it next week? I feel like I it's next week. I think it's next week, yeah sweet because i went into boots and i was a bit paranoid i brought mine but then i saw people coming in and out without it and i was like "Ooh!" i still haven't really been to that many shops as well though you've got to think like even though they've reopened i've been to like yeah, i wouldn't bother with shops to be honest i'm not fussed about going to one no, no i mean just because like we're right next to Oxford street or i'm next to westfield for my flat and it's just like yeah just haven't <laughs> haven't even I've, i haven't even been to waitrose that much because ocado is back delivering like within a day now so yeah also, the, the, the most uh, middle-class thing ever to uh, happen is Ocado dropping Waitrose and going to M&S and uproar. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> I mean, what's it. going on there? Not happy about that at all. Um, but yeah, not good. Not good. That's what it is, isn't it? <laughs> well, well, M&S is all right, don't it? Do you know? It's all right. Is all right. I, mean, I remember M&S used to be so posh when we were younger. Yeah. I swear. It was it's like great food, though. Spark. Like, it's great food, so... Oh, interesting. We've been to MLS a few times, um, but I don't mind. It's only because the two the two closest uh, supermarkets to both our flats are Waitrose. So it just happens to be that. And they're the biggest ones next to us as well. But yeah, mate, um, I guess we've got to talk about the gym's opening because we obviously missed last week, so we missed the time to talk about the gym's opening. Was it the Thursday of yeah. not last week before the announcement happened? Ages ago. It seems like ages ago. Since seems like ages ago. I don't know. Yeah. Because they were like, we've got to give them two weeks to prepare. We're like, we were ready before, mate. We thought it was going to be the fourth. <laughs> um, but yeah, gyms are opening on Saturday. And as you've seen, there are some gyms and classes that are happening on midnight at Friday. Fucking Friday. stupid. <laughs> uh, what? I just don't get that. I do not understand the... Oh, seriously. Go support your local gym. Do a workout. We're better than that, aren't we? Surely we're better than that. Are we? Are we? Oh, well, yeah. Are we? Are we, though? <laughs> um, but, yeah, mate, um, gyms are opening. So, I guess, apparently, you've seen some uh, generic posts that have come up. Oh, fucking PTs, man. Like, I saw a quote. Um, I can't remember exactly now. I can't really quote it. But it was something like, can't wait till next week when my clients won't be able to walk out of the gym after their session with me. Great. You're odd. <laughs> like, I just don't understand. Like, I do understand. PTs are morons, the majority of them. Like, but there's this whole obsession with like, oh, I've got to annihilate my client. Otherwise, I didn't train hard. And I basically just wrote a post. And I was like, if you've got a PT who tries to, thinks that you need to sweat loads or ache loads after a session, they're a fucking awful PT. They're just shit. And... Lo and behold, with gyms opening, it's like, oh, yeah, I can't wait to, you know, really sort of annihilate my clients next week. Like, really? Really? Is that where we're at? Is that the standard, is it? Apparently, it is a standard of the fitness industry in this country. That's what people want to do. They want to annihilate their clients so they can't walk. And ultimately, after everything that has happened, the last thing you want to do is to go in the gym and do loads and loads and loads of volume. You actually want to reduce it massively and do small amounts of volume you want to make sure that you gradually build it up and over time 
take things very, very slowly and probably look to get back to the volume you were at previously in about four to six weeks. I would yeah. suggest that anyway. That's just a volume, just a volume. And at the same time, in four to six weeks, you might start peaking at the intensity as well. But I don't know what most people are going to do. Most people are just going to go back in the gym. They're going to do every single drop set, every single cluster set, every single like rep max test go in. And they're just going to fuck it up and they're going to be stupid and they're going to hurt themselves and they're going to not see any results for a couple of weeks because they're going to be so fucking sore from that. But their body is just not going to thank them whatsoever. Um, and I know however much I go on about it, people are still going to ignore me. They're not going to do it. But... <laughs> my clients will be doing it don't you worry about that they've all got their plans so they know what they're doing but um i mean yeah i, mean, we've I know got what they're gonna say as well i know what they're gonna do they're gonna say they're gonna be like oh can i do a bit extra yeah yeah and you're like nope. oh but what if i do a bit more can i do can i do what can i do double the amount of sessions you've written down no <laughs> like, just be like yeah you can do it only if it involves sitting on a bike and doing a little bit of steady state at about 60 percent your heart rate yeah there you exactly go. If you want to spend more time in the gym, <laughs> and you're like, bear in mind. So I've written a little post for the PTC, which will be coming out next week. Uh, basic, like, it's general advice for everybody. And, yeah, I mean, it's just realising that the gym's going to be slightly different. And maybe training for only 45 minutes might be more beneficial for everybody. Like, not only just you. <laughs> But you're also in and out and exactly what you said, limiting the chance of infection or whatever, all this kind of stuff is probably going to be good. So it's like, all right, if you've got your, your hour session, maybe only using 45 minutes of it is like, or don't just go right up to the minimum. So it stops other people from coming in. If you get your stuff done, whatever your coach has given you, job done. You can leave, <laughs> carry on with the rest of your day. Just think a bit of like a new blessing, like starting to get back into things. So I've written a little six point list down. See if you agree with any of them. Hopefully all of them. Hopefully all of them. Um, so we got uh, number one. The first point was start with some basics. So fundamental movement patterns. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Squat, um, hinge, push, pull. Simple. Squat, that hinge, way. push, pull. That literally what I've written. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's because yeah, I... you're right, Tom. because you're right. <laughs> I was like, just do those four things and get yep. out. Uh, and, it's, uh, and, and if you've got a little bit of five minutes for you do some core work and then get out or course core work or just like two sets of biceps all right fuck off yeah. um and then number two get to know your surroundings because guess what i've been in a couple of gyms and they've had to move equipment around and redo stuff and the chances are you won't be able to pair superset or have the same flow to your session as you once did um, so you're going to spend a, maybe five to 10 minutes of your hour faffing around trying to get to a piece of equipment or going to somewhere that you don't know actually if they've replaced it somewhere, where they put it, whether it's out of order. So I've said on your first two sessions, maybe spend 10 minutes getting just having a little walk and realizing where stuff is and whether it's in use and how to guide your session. That's going to be, I think, just a thing that people are going to totally like, I don't know, not do because it's going to be, or it's almost, it's not going to be in a new gym, but it's going to be a new layout and a new facility essentially. So a little bit of advice. <laughs> so just in case you come in with a plan with from Dan, plan from Dan, hey, rhymes. And then, um, yeah, so it might not work based off, because we normally ask how your gym set up if we're doing online coaching. Is this, is this particularly close to this or can you do this superset easily? 
can you do this? And if, if you can't, then it's going to be the case of like, all right, well, we're going to have to change around exercises. And if you're going to ruin your 45 minutes in there, then we might need to change something. Hey, eh? hope you agree with that. Then. Um, yeah, yeah, I think it's one of those where like I've I've put some supersets in mine and I've kind of suggested that they basically what you would do is you would kind of go and, and t- if you're going to like a squat rack, for example, you would then take a dumbbell with you and go, right, well, you're going to superset a back squat with single arm floor press, whatever. You know, I've not programmed that, but let's say, for example, and you go, right, take the dumbbell with you over there. Do you know, like you would get prepared for that space. Um, like your your floor print needs to be as small as possible in the gym. Again, I think from working in, like you we've said in working in Marlebone gym, working like, in Marlebone, you just get used to it. You just go <laughs> right. We're doing the superset. You got this bit of equipment, this bit of equipment. This is the floor space. You need to get on with it. Um, and I think that's the the thing. And it's just little things like even I've done like super. I've done like um, exercises where I've said to someone, right, you're on a machine row. First two rep, first two sets, you're doing single arm. Last set, you do double arm. And again, you're just like you. All you're doing with that is you're creating. Um, an exercise flow whereby the intensity of the first two sets is slightly smaller than the than the the last set because by doing single arm you have less load and it's always like slightly less than half you can always do a bit more than half with double load so you're yeah. just reducing the amount of weight and cns fatigue by just changing those little things of when you go single arm double arm um so it's just thinking like that and like thinking outside the box um you know so it's one of those things where it's just people are I don't think some of these things PTs are going to write with people. I just don't think. They'll <laughs> be um, all over gyms. All right. Oh, yeah. So number three, warming up and movement prep will be key. It's like possibly yeah. if you're in a PT session, maybe your client might need a little bit of warming up. I'm going to go with minimum 20 minutes if of your hour session for the first couple of weeks. If you're not used to doing that and stuff, then <laughs> learn it. There's plenty of stuff out there about it. <laughs> yeah, there's but, those people there just there's those people thinking just oh just stretch for twenty minutes. Like really? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> like, like the warm up can actually feel just as intense. Like yeah. It's just yeah, it's starting to get the blood flowing, all that kind of stuff. Doesn't mean set on a treadmill. Does not mean go on the rower. It can combine those things. Hundred percent. But yeah, it might be in like row to reverse lunge to lateral lunge to reaching audio. Amazing. We've suddenly got a little bit of upper and three lowers. Bingo. That's your movement prep. Um, but it's all unloaded in a sense. It hasn't got an external load to it. Um, so number four, drop your load and volume. Shot. No one wants to hear that one though, Tom. <laughs> like, no yeah, one. Like genuinely like. There's... I'm telling you now, people are just going to think they're going to go, oh, fuck that. They're going to, like, they're going into the gym and go, oh, so fuck that. No, this is that. obviously coming out before. I don't plan on squatting when I go back, right? I don't plan on squatting with anything more than 60 kilos when I go back in my first session squatting. I'm not so... doing it. Like, it's not happening. 220s, that's it. <laughs> so, peek behind. I actually was lucky enough to train in a gym on Monday um, oh, by man. myself. I know, it's crazy. In the middle of central London. We were doing some work around. Um, and so I trained. And I did a trap bar deadlift. I lifted 140 kilos for threes. So three sets of three, 140. I back squared um, for threes again. But I only lifted 70 kilos um, for threes to fives. Um, just an FYI, I can... Yeah, for threes, trap bar deadlifting 200 plus, back squats, yeah, more like 170, 180 for threes. So I'm dropping that massively because I'm just like, I'm not getting anywhere near any of these numbers normally. And then what I saw was, I think I went to dumbbell bench press and I would quite comfortably for, say, eights, 
pick up some 40s um, and be able to bench those. And I was struggling to do three, four sets of eights with 30 kilos. And that's a big drop. And I was like, that's 25% down. Um, so I've written in that little post is drop it by drop the load or volume by 15 to 25%. I think that's probably the range that people then have to go for based off four months. I said lower. I, I, I would expect them to be, yeah, like you, like you found 25 to 33%. Mm-hmm. But I, I would say third, like if some people squatting, if you were squatting a hundred kilos for reps before, you're going to go down to 70, I reckon, like comfortably. Comfortably. Uh, I don't know. Well, I mean, it depends on what training people have done, I suppose. But obviously, I've done nothing. And when I say nothing, I mean, quite frankly, <laughs> for a, for an online coach, shocking amount. But like I said, it's also because I'm not worried at all about going back in the gym and like it'll come back quickly, all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, like... I was quite surprised. I was like, I've done press ups. I was like, I'm pretty fat right now, so that's a lot of load. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not the same. Um, but I was quite surprised I could still pull, do pull ups so comfortably. Um, so for repping them out, so that was all right. But I was injured pre, so I kind of got a. I couldn't do much overhead pulling. Yeah, I think with I think with it though, it's going to be the same thing that people find when it comes to dieting. They're going to find the same level of strength drop off. So for example, most people can deadlift and row and pull up relatively similar amounts, yeah. even if they're in an energy deficit. As soon as they start dieting, bench press and squat, two things that just go, fuck it's, that. Yeah. Any pushing exercises, because it's just... It'll yeah. be that explosive force where you've got the eccentric first and then the go, whereas on deadlifts and pull-ups, you kind of have the concentric, concentric first, first yeah. and then it's the eccentric after. And it's that movement that you find difficult. Once you have that eccentric, because you think you can handle it, oh, this is all right. And then you go, oh, shit. Whereas on the concentric, you pull it. (laughs) So, yeah, it's that. I think that um, people are going to struggle with the most. Um, And the other thing that I've sort of said to people is I've not programmed many, like, dumbbell exercises for, like, curls and stuff or lateral raises. Because, like, well, most people have got enough equipment to do that at home with enough weight. So it's like, don't waste your time at the gym doing dumbbell curls. If you've got dumbbells at home that are heavy enough, don't do them. You should be using a barbell oh, and machine, mate, I, like leg I, presses. I did like on that. the back end, I used the preacher, preacher curl machine. I was just like, go. It's like I haven't trained biceps. It's like, just machine, jump, yeah, exactly. jump. A machine's fine. Like, a machine's <laughs> fine but... um, right, that was, so I got number five was don't smash yourself. I was like, keep your sessions to about 45 minutes, move through the exercises with quality, and killing yourself for an endorphin rush, probably not the best long-term benefit that you want. Mm. I mean, that's just like slow and steady is going to win the race anyway, isn't it? I think enough of us have said that, but we got that old man strength that will kick in. Um, it's because it's just lots of <laughs> basic lifting for a long time. Um, probably not a lot of, uh, yeah, 45-minute hit. No. Yeah. I mean, that's just general advice. I don't know. You see it more and more now because obviously it's more popularized and maybe the people we were following are getting older and they're getting up that age and they're like, actually, what do you think it was being like? Lots of hit sessions, smashing it, feeling like really sore and all this. And they're like, actually, so Jamie Alderson put one up. He's been training for quite a while. And he's like, what do you think's going to make you lean? And he's like, actually, it's doing compound exercises, being consistent being boring and it's like yeah he does these crazy things like box jumps for a day or like the power hour where he does sled pushes for an hour 
and he just picks one exercise and does it. But the fact is that all the other times, he just picks those randomly and does them like once a month. But then it's just all the boring crap he normally does. Um, Phil Lerney was one, wasn't he? When, when we talked to him, he was like, yeah, I'll just do three exercises, then fuck off. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, just then, as you get older you just realize it's all just it's just consistency and just fucking yeah. doing the work and not worrying about the intricacies of the details but um yeah my right, last summarize one. those points summarize those points then well my last one oh, number last six one. number six was don't get disheartened oh that's nice that's nice isn't it the fact is that we're gonna you're gonna get back to where you were more quickly than how long it took you to get there. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, don't get sound. Everybody's in the same boat unless you've had a home gym, like a proper gym. Um, yeah. I think it's all right. Summarize those, summarize those points. Don't be, yeah, a I'm just going to write them all out and I'm going to make an Instagram post about them. <laughs> don't be a dick. Um, use your brain slightly. <laughs> get your newbie gains. Yeah. That's my summary, mate. No, as in, like, what were the six points? Go over them all, just one at a time again. Like, all right. Start with basics. Start with basics. Get to know your surroundings. Warming up and movement prep, probably going to be key. Drop your load or volume. Don't smash yourself. And don't get disheartened. Easy. There you go. I'm writing all this down, mate. Just, uh... <laughs> there you go. Uh, do, you, do you want me to send you the word, doc, word document? For, uh... You can do if you want me. Yeah. Just... <laughs> Well, you know, we we're just talking before about how hard, you know, like content and just how boring content is and stuff. I was like, well, there's a bit of content right there. What's the someone did for you? But boom, straight away, six points. Yeah, but... I might add to it as well. I might, I might add more to more, more jokey ones to it. Make just sure you take the Gymshark stringer. Do you know all that sort of jazz? And then, uh, yeah, then it, your your one will go out before the PTC one because we've got to get it designed. And then uh, we'll look like we're yeah. Going. Brilliant. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sure you've got many more followers than I've got. I'm just going to have to worry about it. Uh, yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, but actually, many more followers become because uh, I'm writing all the posts at the moment from PTC. Shock! I don't write any of my own, but um, which is it's kind of strange. So now, when it's your job to do it, you start it's, doing yeah, it. Yeah, it's my job. I start doing it, but I don't have to do it. Like, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah there was. Uh, I wrote a post that I thought I just thought I'd be funny because not a lot of the posts that I think uh, Luke and that have done over the last few years have been very controversial, and it's not like me to create an argument. And I thought I'd post something about what, what's your opinion, Dan, on stability muscles? And you're training those stabilizers right now. Uh, it's just bullshit. Thank you. Like, um. <laughs> it's just like people people say it to sound clever, and it's just like no, it's, like yeah, good training, like then, good training by definition will train your stabilizers. Like anyway, like they're, they're like all right, the, those are the stabilizer muscles. All right, what are those exactly? Uh, like the rotator cuff, like Terry's major, all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, so rotator cuff doesn't do movement then. So the no. rotator, yeah, this is doesn't move then, does it? So I made the point that um, a stabilizer or prime mover or a mover muscle is dictated by task, not by what yeah. muscle it is. Yeah, because and your then, quad is a stabilizer <laughs> when you're going to wall sit. I was like, like if, you, if you're at the bottom of a squat, guess what? So yeah, your glute and everything yeah. stabilizing you. Uh, they're yeah. not, they're not moving. I was just like, I was making this point and then I backed up. I shoved a load of research in there with like stuff. And then there's so many people like, have you read this? Have I read that? No, but common sense dictates this. And also here's all the research that says that this is. And then this is a controversial post. I was like, correct it is. But you got you to comment on it. So we get better reach. 
So <laughs> it's not that controversial though. It's it wasn't. That's why I didn't. Like, I was just stupid. like, oh, it really it just wound me up slightly. A loop just started. The other one that I get is when people are like, you know, people talk about like glute mead, like, oh yeah, when they do crab walks and shit. And yeah. it's like, yeah, but like Brett Contreras does frog pumps, and that's like a movement. Then that trains them. So are they a stabilizer or not? Because actually, to get them stronger, you have to actually move them. Like that's how you get them stronger. You're not gonna get them stronger using doing crab walks. So one, also one of the arguments that I proposed was um, muscle fiber type. So generally speaking, a lot of these muscle fibers, you, you're dictated on whether you're a fast twitch or a slow twitch, or whether you stabilize more or if you're more moving. Um, and the fact is that all of those muscles are generally a 50-50 split of slow twitch and fast twitch. It's just whether you're genetically <laughs> genetically like more inclined to activate certain ones than anything else and it's not the factors that oh if, yeah it's definitely that and i was like no no, no they're, they're generally speaking 50 50 in 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 split of muscle fiber type so there's not that much leeway um there's only a certain amount that um there was like there was one study on 36 different muscles all tended to be around about 50 percent split and i was like okay well that's a lot of muscles and they're mainly the big ones so guess that's going to be the case. <laughs> so, uh, it's, just, it's just like, it's the problem is, do you know what it is? Though? It's because you're, you're challenging their viewpoint, but also they've probably said yes. it. So they're like, oh, no, I've said that. And it's like, no, but that's not real. Like, we've, we maybe have said it before. I would hold my hands up and say, I've probably said oh, it. Oh, yeah, I've definitely said it. That's it, what it I said like, in the post. Like, and I was like, we've definitely said it. But there was some people that were like, oh, like, I can't believe I said that now. I'm like, yeah, yeah. We just, but you weren't to know. We weren't to know either. So it's interesting. Because we've definitely talked about that before, and we've been like, those stabilizers, oh, God, yeah. It's the classic, that rotator cuff external rotation thing. What are you doing? I'm working my stabilizers. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> of course you are, by moving that rotator cuff. Okay, good. Um, but interesting, isn't it, mate? Crazy, mate. <laughs> oh, right, I'll find uh, it so I can see the comments on it. Um, I don't know, it's on there somewhere. Oh, there it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Myths that need to say ciao. <laughs> I thought I'd do a, like a missed one every every month or so. Yeah, I'm doing like quizzes as well. It'll be fun. Nice. You just gonna sit there and read it? Brilliant. No, no, I'm just worried <laughs> about it, mate. I'll read it later. But um Yeah. No, it's just like I just I just think some people get when they get challenged, they just so get so defensive. Yeah, it's like well, not 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 everyone can be right all the time. Like there's there's things you have to be challenged on. Like I get challenged. I wrote, on... I wrote another post on evidence-based bullshitters as well. So the people who <laughs> generally will believe in and won't take other people's uh, stuff into account. It's like oh, maybe it's a new idea that you can take on if the evidence shows it. Um, yeah. <laughs> right, mate. Um, we there is there's apparently one thing that was trending this week, and don't hate me, but I do follow women's health. And it bumped up on there, and it's apparently had a 156% like surge in uh, Google's Google searches, Google searches, yeah, yeah, like uh, this week on and hashtags. Um, is the military diet? Oh, for fuck's sake, what's this? <laughs> um, right, I'm gonna look it up now. Are you gonna look it up now? Why have I not heard of this? So I had obviously I just I was just scrolling, it came up on my feed. And uh, it was like, the military diet is trending. See what, oh, I've got my background, so you can't really see my phone. I'm in the, I'm in the lab, apparently, on my, uh, my background. Lose 10 pounds in one week. Well, that's not going to be your body fat. <sighs> <laughs> so the, here's what free nutritionists think of it. Um, but so basically, I'll give you a rundown of the day. 
So a military diet breakfast. So tell me off off the what do you think the, the macros will be here? So a slice of toast with tea, two tablespoons of peanut butter, half a grapefruit, one cup of coffee or tea. That's your breakfast. Just have a protein shake. Seriously. The, the lunch. Lunch. One slice of toast, half a cup of tuna, one cup of coffee or tea. <laughs> the uh, dinner. So you don't get any snacks in between those. Um, three ounces of meat, e.g. steak, a cup of green beans, a small apple, half a banana. Mmm, that lovely pairing of steak and apple banana. Mmm, mmm, mmm. That make you great. That's what you serve me every time I come to Bath, so. Fuck that. <laughs> so it's on the premise of like, uh, eat around a thousand calories. Uh, yeah, I was about to say, if you eat a thousand calories a day, you're going to lose weight. Guess what? Yeah, Actually, yeah. you're better off eating some more protein and some more veg in there, probably better off, you know, like that's, that's an idea, isn't it? So you do that for like two to three days of the week and then eat to like 2,000 2, calories. So you've basically just like written a meal plan and called it a military diet and people have taken yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so it's also, yeah. also known as the Navy diet or the Army diet. Well, it's just a low calorie diet. No one in the Army eating that, I'll tell you that. No, no one. No one, unless they're making them lose weight. That's it's probably all they're, all they're given. So oh, why yeah. is it all around toast? <laughs> no, one slice of toast. Don't have a toaster. No, sorry. Yeah. Just a thing. Yeah, whoever thought of toast is incredible. Like, because obviously you cook bread, right? And whoever thought they need, oh, let's cook that again to create toast. I know. Incredible, isn't it? I mean, whoever thought that, that's just crazy um but there was a uh, one post down i think as we uh, start to round through this episode but um one post oh, it's pen and pa- I, I enjoy pen and paper uh pen and paper strength app um it's got about 50 odd thousand followers but he's got really really nice handwriting but he, uh he wrote a post on uh some of the strongest combos of all time which got me thinking peanut butter jelly peanut butter jelly is number three on, yeah, he's, only put three, he's only put three on the list. Sweet and salted popcorn. I mean, I feel like we're just coming up with our own. Um, I, I think we should. I think that's the whole point. <laughs> that is definitely the whole point. So sweet and sweet and salty. I think yeah. That's, what are you going to come up with? Top three. I mean, so they come up with. So well, peanut- I, I tell you what, I know one of them has got to be that no one's no one really tries it, and they need to get on it because I used to do it when I was dieting, and it's incredible. Is porridge with ice cream on top porridge and ice cream it's that hot and cold thing mate it's just insane i think i've, I've got to do that yeah is it diet ice cream or we'll have like no what? no like no it works with diet ice cream but it's even better with proper ice cream because <laughs> what i did when i was dieting was i was like right to make the ice cream go further was like actually if i've only got a small pot and have a small little thing of porridge with it it's like yeah you want to get like one of the little small little pots of like hagen dazs or something that's yeah, the yeah. perfect size on a good bowl of porridge. Wow, like incredible. That's a treat. That's, a treat. So you, that's under. That's an underrated combo. It's unheard of that one, mate. Another <laughs> um, good one that people don't talk about: tuna and cheese, like tuna melts. Tuna and cheese. Tuna melts are very good. Yeah, tuna melts are good, but they're not as good as the beans and cheese. Like in terms of yeah, beans, beans and cheese, cheese obviously. But jacket yeah. potato, jacket potato, beans and cheese. That's that's the combo you want on your jacket potato. Yeah, yeah. 
It's not a lot of protein now, though, is that Tom? So, yeah. No, but who gives a shit about that? Yeah, yeah, right. so. Um, <laughs> so they've got number two is biscuits and gravy. Actually, something I've had a couple of times over the last like three or four weeks. That's dumplings and gravy, isn't it, over there? Uh, it's, it's like, it's it's gravy biscuits. They're like, yeah, they're kind of like sweetie scone things. Yeah. But like sausage gravy. It's really nice. But good shout, yeah. Southern thing, but yeah, good shout. And uh, he's put number one is jacked and tan. Is, uh, <laughs> I guess it's a pretty good combo to be jacked and tanned. But... Well, yeah, great combo, but... <laughs> bit weird one. I've put, so any kind of, well, biscuits and milk. It's basically any chocolate. Cookies and, cookies and milk. Cook, this is what I've, I, I wrote cookies, but I was the digestive like, is, I'm Digestive go. ain't going to help, or rich tea is not going to help me. <laughs> Digestives, yeah. I mean, people who eat the digestives when the chocolate ones are right next to it, don't understand. Um, I put ketchup and mustard as toppings for, uh, obviously we've got to think burgers. But it's it's classic and standard. Like it's just it's a strong combo. Mm. Obviously peanut butter and jelly is great. But yeah, ketchup and mustard. If you go sauce combo, you're not gonna put much with barbecue sauce. You're not uh, gonna put much barbecue with... mayo. Great oh, combo. What is that? You know when I get my five guys, I put barbecue sauce and mayo on it. No, you do five. not. I've had five with you before. I do. That's what I had, that's what I had last, last five guys I had. I had that on it. No way. Yeah, incredible. Uh, I don't even know you. <laughs> but yeah, interesting conversation. I feel like I need to, we need to come up with some more for next week. Cause there's a yeah, big, I feel like there's loads that we're missing. I feel like, like there's loads know. that we're missing. There's people screaming. Like, yeah, they are, they're going mad at us. Yeah. <laughs> But this, yeah, maybe we'll post some up and be like best combos of all time. We'll put those three or four or five up, um, and then we'll just get a bit of a gist of what people are thinking. Bet there's some nutty ones out there from listeners as well, like worse than yours, mayo and fucking barbecue. Just thinking, just thinking nutty. <laughs> oh yeah, like hazelnut chocolate, pretty yeah. pretty good. Better than peanut and chocolate. It's a good shout that. Mm. I mean, the standard ones like milk and cereal. It's pretty standard. But... <laughs> I mean, yeah, we're going for the unheard of ones, aren't we? No. Yeah, you got to go for some. It's got to be a bit out there as well. I guess it's it's like when you used to go. Well, when you go to Nando's, and I don't do this anymore, but you used to mix the Fanta and Coke and make a combined. Did you not ever used to do that? No, no one's ever done that. That's <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> And you make like Fanta Coke. Definitely, people have done that. We with because you get the. There's not often you get free reign of the, the the like diet Coke or the kind of drinks dispenser, right? And so you mix them both when you got the chance. You go for it. I'm gonna do it next time I'm there. Screw it. Weirder. Are we even allowed to do that? Probably not allowed. Probably that, not. that won't that won't be in use, will it? One, they don't. You? But that won't be in use, the uh, drinks dispenser, in COVID times. No, I wouldn't have thought so. No, definitely not. That's No, this, that can't happen. That means the Five Guys drinks dispenser is no more, surely. No, but, that's, that's different. That's a button you press, though, isn't it? Yeah, but you're still, you're still like, infecting it the whole time. Yeah, but I'd have thought the whole thing with the one is that you push your cup against the edge of the thing. Mm, but you still got to put a cup on the thing. Mm, I don't know. And you're touching it. I, I, bet, I bet they're not in use. I bet they're not in use. 
Um, just like coffee machines in like uh, some offices, not allowed to be used. Are they not? Crazy, crazy. Yeah. Um, but should we wrap that episode up, mate? Basically, in summary, don't be a dick when you go back to the gym. Basically, yeah. <laughs> uh, any other news? Biceps banter blitz, mate. Yeah, that went really well. We had, yeah, over 40 people. That went really well. So, uh, yeah, they started literally this week. So, a lot of questions, obviously, in the first week. Um, yeah, it's interesting, actually. A lot of people, you, re- you realise when people start diets where they go wrong. Um, and it's there's a lot of focus on some real tiny details of the plan. And it's like, it's day one. And I get people want to get it right, but you know, people feel like they're not they're not doing it well enough if they're not doing every single little thing. And it's like it fascinates me how much people focus on detail of things. Um rather than just looking at the bigger picture of going, actually look, it's fifty odd days of doing things right, not like worrying about if on the first workout you get the first thing perfect. Do you know? Yeah. But yeah. No, so it's good. No, it's going really well. Like a good bunch in there, so helps a lot. Um so yeah, we'll see where they get to in eight weeks' time. Lean. Lean, lean, lean. Leaner than me. That's lean. You should have got on it, to be fair. Fucking hell. I mean, yeah, to be fair. No. I started tracking this week because I ate everything under the sun last week. <laughs> and drunk every day. You're so Ooh. clever. You're so big. It's not big and it's not, <laughs> big. It's not, big. not clever, Tom. You know a lot, that. A lot of gin. A lot of gin. All right. We wasted 45 minutes of these people's time. Um, <laughs> we will actually catch you next week we will